Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, we are still in the series of Finding Joy Again. Last week, I shared an interview, part of an interview anyway, with Joe and Shonda Knight, who lost their 23-year-old son, Matt, from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. This week is another part of that discussion. If you didn't hear last week, you may want to go back and listen to that first, or maybe catch it after you hear this one. So let's go ahead and listen. It's a continual choice, isn't it? It's not just a one-time choice. It's a continual oh. choice because like you said, it's a battle. We're fighting. We're fighting to get our joy back. We're fighting to get our peace back. We're fighting to have our relationship with God back. <laughs> it's a continual choice. And I think it's the choice that you're really encouraging people. Don't give up on continuing to choose to fight yes. for that joy and those things that we so desperately need. I heard you make allusion to this earlier, and I, I so related to what you said, Laura. There's a depth of grief that I did not even know existed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had, and I've been through my share of struggles with, in my life, just like everybody does. But there's a depth there that I didn't realize existed. And after you've experienced that depth, it's pretty easy to go back there because now you know it exists. And so sometimes when the circumstances that you were talking about, they don't even make sense or add up to why I'm as discouraged as I am. But that's because there's a depth there I didn't know was. And yes, it takes five years or 10 years or 15 years or some people two years or six months. There's no, there's no mathematical equation, no calendar that you can check off the dates and go, okay, good deal. Two weeks from today, I'm going to be fine. It doesn't work that way because it is a, it is a struggle. But I know for me, there are still days that it's a struggle. But it's not, golly, in the first few weeks, months, it was every five minutes I had to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes faster than that or more frequently than that. And then it stretches out where it may be a, a day or a week or a month. There's still not a day that goes by that I don't think of Matt. And I don't know that there ever will be. I think of him all the time, partially because our lives so surround his life now more than it ever had. So I don't think there'll ever be a day I forget him. But there are days I don't cry for him anymore. And I hope you don't think that's bad. But there are days that I rejoice for his testimony and his commitment to Christ. I'm I'm not supposed to be proud. I know that. Man, I'm so proud of him. I can't hardly stand it. (laughs) Um, it So I'll cry for you now if you want me to. (laughs) But it's not a a hopeless, helpless joy. And if you don't see that, you think, oh, he's sad. No, sometimes I'm so joyful, I cry. Mm-hmm. Figure that one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think some of that comes down to perspective again, doesn't it? Because when we're thinking about our loss and all of the what ifs and all of the fears that we now have and all of these things that we have no control over, that can suck us right back down or keep us down in that dark pit. Mm-hmm. But when we can lift our focus to the future and where our child is mm-hmm. and where we're going to be, yep. it helps lift us out of that. 
Absolutely. There's a, like you, and like a lot of people did, I, this all started for me before we ever left the church with a book. I wrote a book. It's called Tears in a Bottle, Lessons from a Broken Heart. And whenever you write a book that has the title, less, the word lessons in the title, that sounds like I'm the teacher. And I didn't realize that when I come up with a title, to be honest with you. Because bottom line, there's not a lesson in the book that I'm going to teach anybody. It's 21 lessons that God taught me, mm. a career pastor who should have known better, who has the degrees in, in behind his name and the REV in front of his name. And I feel like I should have known more than I knew. But it's 21 lessons that God taught me through the loss of our child. And one of those lessons is a chapter called Whyville. And one of the things we did was uh, when we lost Matt is we were able to take a cruise. So we took a cruise to uh, Alaska and it was, it was wonderful. Uh -huh. And up there, we went to the capital, which is Juneau. And one of the things that we learned from that uh, touring that day is that Juneau has absolutely no roads that lead out of town. It looks, it's a big town. I mean, it's got big buildings and restaurants. And I mean, you just think of it as a big town. It's got all the shopping, but you realize that it's completely surrounded on three sides by mountains and on one side by water. There's nowhere to go. If you leave that town to go anywhere else, you got to get on a boat or a plane. There's no boat. None of those roads go out of town, only boats and airplanes. And it dawned on me as I was, as God was teaching me, Joe, that's your life. If you get lost in that, that's Whyville. You can drive around. It feels normal. It looks normal. There's places to shop. There's restaurants to eat in. We can go get our hair cut. Of course, we can't do that now. But we can do all of these things that we do in this town. But we never can get out of the town until we either get on the boat or get on the plane. And that's the lesson of Whyville. That's one of the chapters. That's one of the things God taught me. Until I'm willing to just trust him. And it's not that I still don't ask God why. Occasionally I do, but not like I did all those years ago. I think now it's I, a different kind of why. It's not a why demanding answers <laughs> from a oh, God. Oh, yeah. What even answers? Even if he gave the answer, I, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't be a good enough answer. I think about a teenager that is constantly asking why. They want the keys to the car, and you say, no, why? Why not? Why not? And they try to throw you all these reasons. They don't want to know the answer. They just want to argue with you why your answer is not good enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I think that our kids weren't with, like that. That's how we are with God when our child dies. It's like, why God? And it's not because I want to know why. It's because I want to argue with him on why his yeah. answer wasn't good enough. We, we want to convince him. Yes. Yes. We want to convince him that, that our way was, was the right way. Uh -huh. Not, not the way he chose, mm -hmm. but our way. Yeah. Yeah. So that whole why thing, it, I, I think what we keep seeing to circling back to is the quickest path to joy and peace and the things that we so desperately want back in our lives, the key is surrendering mm -hmm. and it's surrendering to his love. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Surrendering to his a... love for us. Yes. We can still trust him. He did not betray us. He is still trustworthy. He is still faithful. Even yes. in that pit, he is with us in that pit. He's crying with us. He's hurting with us. He wants to comfort us. And as long as we're fighting him, that stuff's going to be hard to come by. Yes, it is. And that's the whole faith versus fear thing. Because there are times that God looks to be aloof at best or cruel at worst. Mm -hmm. But if that is my, if I allow that to become my concept of God, 
I would probably, I tell people this, I would probably find myself now on a bar stool instead of a piano stool mm-hmm. because that's where that thought process ends. And is, is God cruel? That's not what the Bible teaches me. The Bible says God is love. Well, I'm going to have to spit out my own belief system and the Bible and everything else if I'm going to ex- ex- believe that God is cruel. Mm-hmm. And if God is not cruel and God does love me, somehow this works together for good. Somehow God gets glory from it. Somehow, someday I will understand. Mm-hmm. None of those things I can say now, mm-hmm. I, but I believe them by faith. And I let God, if you allow the terminology, you let God off the hook. Mm-hmm. You don't blame him anymore. And that's what we have to do with God as well is just say, and that, that seems so silly when you say it because of his incredible love and sacrifice for us. But when you're on the other side of that, looking out from your grief makes perfect sense. Because yeah. why would we trust somebody who's being so mean to me? Right, exactly. And it, it comes back to the fact that we're all going to leave this earth at some point. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. I mean, death is the one thing you can count on unless Jesus returns. But And we're here for that. It's a matter of when. And it's extremely painful that the when for our children preceded us but the fact is god loved us so much that he made sure it was not a permanent separation i I agree you know sometimes when i have my pity parties uh i I realize that it's about me Mm -hmm. the things that i you know i it's the grandkids i never got to have it's the wedding we never got to have and i i because, and I, I start realizing it's, it's things that I have. And I have to remember that Matthew, you know, it, it, it's not, it's not that I uh, am grieving for what he didn't get to have a lot of times. It's what I didn't yes. get to have. And that's when I have to start thinking about his, and, and I hated the cliche when people would tell me this whenever he passed away, oh, he's in a better place. <laughs> Because at the time I'm thinking, no, he's not. He should be right here with me. Exactly. But but the truth of the matter is, is he is in a better place. But that's something we have to come to our own conclusion at yeah. our own time. It can't exactly. be forced on us or told on us. You just want to go, <laughs> You want to. I mean, you know, whenever people would say that, I would just want to look at them and say, are you kidding me? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, well, this is not. We just but, understand this is God's will. And if you need anything, let me know. <laughs> They yeah, all, right. all three of those statements always seem to come at the same time for us. Yeah, yeah. All those at least statements do no good. At least this. At least he's yes. in a better place. At least you have other children. At least you. It's like, nah, that, that's, if you have to start something with at least, don't say it. <laughs> right. But, but what you are doing, just being able to talk about it, to be able to realize that we're not in this boat alone. That there are other people out there that possibly think the same way we do, mm-hmm. uh, it really helps. And uh, I want to thank you for doing this because, yes. um, as as you you know, as we said, a lot of times we go in this thinking that we're going to help other people and we are the ones that are blessed. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've made me look at things a little differently in some ways today. Um, the joy thing, I, you know, until we started talking about it, I really have not ever talked about joy. Mm. Uh, I talk about happiness and being able to smile again and do all that. And, uh, it made me realize is that I really do have joy 
And so uh, thank you for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. I think about you, Shonda, you were talking about our grief is more on what we miss. And when you were saying that, I had the thought about so often after our child dies and we we do have that first laugh or that first moment of happiness and then there's a guilt that comes rushing in that says how could I be happy when my child is dead well let me tell you how you can be happy because your child is happy (laughs) exactly your child is dancing and having a heyday and a wonderful time waiting for us to join them. Becca's decorating my mansion. I know she is. It's going to be all, all out, lights and glitz and glitter and bling. She's working on it for me. So it, it's like those things, I don't think when we get to heaven or our kids being in heaven, I don't think what they miss down here, I mean, the word says our the suffering can't be compared to the glory. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Be some exactly. glory. I mean, I don't think they care about what they missed out here because it's so incredible there. It just washes it all away. That, that's so, why my perspective of heaven has changed so much. Yeah. And I am so thankful for it. Yes. Because it has changed me. Mm-hmm. I can still be sad and feel joy. I know that may seem like an oxymoron. Whenever you start feeling that contentment and that peace is when I can find joy in other things. And yes, it can look like happiness, but a lot of times it doesn't. A lot of times it is just being content and peaceful in my soul. I want to end with a scripture and I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. And it's 1 Corinthians 15, 56 and 57. In the resurrection scheme of things, this has to happen. Everything perishable taken off the shelves and replaced by the imperishable. This mortal replaced by the immortal. Then the saying will come true. Death swallowed by triumphant life. Who got the last word, O death? O death, who's afraid of you now? It was sin that made death so frightening and law code guilt that gave sin its leverage, its destructive power. But now in a single victorious stroke of life, all three, sin, Guilt and death are gone. The gift of our master, Jesus Christ. Thank God. Amen. Amen. I like it. We talk about death, where is your sting? And it's like, I can tell you where that sting is. (laughs) But he's talking about in the future. In the future, the sting of death will be gone. Amen. I agree. Looking forward to that day. Yes. And until then, it is possible to have joy, isn't it? It is. it is. It is. We have it. We just have to seek it and find it. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought there were so many good things that Joe and Shonda shared with us, both in this episode and the one before it. This was actually a live YouTube discussion that you can watch on our GPS Hope channel. It's the full interview, which includes some things that were cut out for the podcast. And I'll leave a link to it in the show notes or just go to YouTube and put in slash GPS Hope, type in Finding Joy Again or Joe and Shonda Knight, and you'll find it there. I want to let you know that we are in the process of working out a contract to have a GPS Hope track on a grief cruise in December 2021. This is something I have wanted to do for years. 
So if you want to make sure to get the information when it comes out, send us an email at office at gpshope.org. Just say you want more information on the cruise and we'll put you on a special email list that's just for those who want to make sure they get details about the cruise. Also, don't forget to order my Grief Journey book for only $5. It retails for $13.99, but the price is reduced in July for National Bereaved Parents Month. The day this episode comes out, you only have four more days. So if you want to know more about the book itself, you can even have some pages sent to you to see exactly what it's like. Go to gpshope.org slash mygriefjourney. And on that page that tells more about the book, you can also click on a button on that page that will take you to our web store to order it. And let me just say there are no limits on how many you can purchase at this price. So you may want to grab a few copies at only $5. So with that, let's go ahead and get to the birthday segment. Easton Holden was born on July 28th and is forever five years old. Dane Sturm was born on July 29th and is forever 21. Whitney Leanne Garko Seehusen was born on July 30th and is forever 31. Mitchell Herman was born on August 1st and is forever 24. We celebrate with these families the day that these special children came into the world and we just want to acknowledge that because sometimes it's hard when people around us don't understand why we want to celebrate our child's birthday. We understand and we celebrate with you. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced on this podcast, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org birthdays and fill out the little form with the information we need to make the announcement and I will add them to our list. Everything that I've shared will be in the show notes. Just go to gpshope.org and find today's podcast. All the links will be there for you. We all struggle with the question of why after the death of our child, and most of us don't just struggle with it. We torment ourselves with it. I hope after hearing this discussion, you can begin to turn the corner and stop asking why as often And maybe start asking a different question, maybe a question like, how? God, how are you going to get me through this? How are you going to get me out of this pit of darkness? How are you going to help me even want to live again? How are you going to give me a life of meaning and purpose without my child here? How, God, how are you going to do all this? I believe God says, I'm so glad you asked. Let me show you. Because those are the questions that God wants to answer. We may not get the answers to why. But I do believe he will give us the answers to how. And it may take longer than we want. It's a process. But you will start seeing the hows if you keep pressing in, pressing forward. We're here with you to walk this journey with you. So remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.